Welcome back to Down Chat Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Martin. This is a podcast where two charming bachelors do deep dives on a variety of topics, from exploring our perceptions of society to random stuff we watch on the interwebs. And before we dive into our topic today, I want to do a quick activity with you, Martin. Ooh, activity. I, I know. And uh, this, this week is going to be a little bit interactive here. So, um, first activity we've ever done on any episode. It's not exactly true. We did an activity before, but they're more like philosophical prompts. Meh. Yeah, I did one with like you and Hatian before. They just threw you a question, but I guess it's not no, no different than how we usually run our podcast. So, I guess not. I guess I guess you're right. I'll, I'll uh, I concede. Okay, so here's activity. We're putting our positions. If we had to, if we had to wrap each other in terms of a product and sell it to each other, what would our labels be? So you would do me, and I would do you. Right, you gotta give descriptions for each other. Like, what would some product like Ooh, features okay. be on your box, or it could be warning labels. But how would you label your box? <laughs> Does it matter what kind of product we are? I mean, you could be whatever you wanted to be. But I would <laughs> say, like, just like if you're to package like ourselves, it can be like just yeah. like us as a, in a box, and yeah. you hand it to somebody. You want to be able to accurately describe them in a box in a few like key using a few key points. Okay. What would it be? Because interesting question. So we're doing each other, right? Not we're doing each other. So I'm doing you, you're doing me. Gotcha. I wish I had a um, whiteboard. Do I have a whiteboard? I do not have a whiteboard. I have a whiteboard. Do okay. I have do you have gyro race markers? I could do. Hopefully if you have a whiteboard, you also have a marker and a an eraser with that. <laughs> yeah, I know, eh? Okay. Okay. I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna just grab a whiteboard real quick. <clears throat> I guess for the folks who are listening. Ew. I thought that was interesting. Because depending on what kind of product we are, like for example, if we're comparing a sex toy to like a cleaning product, I'm pretty sure the warning labels would be drastically different. But I guess that's part of the fun. How many do you want to do? Like if you're like top three labels? Sure. I think three is a good number. Rule of three, right? Three warning labels? Three anything labels. Maybe they could be warning or otherwise. Okay. Well, I'm going to think about this one. Like writing an essay there. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah, I'm like, just seeing you writing for so long. I'm like, holy smokes. Okay, I'm done. Do you have three? I have three. So I'll start, I'll share mine first. You said you're still working on yours. Okay. Okay. I know you can't read my writing. If I'm showing you some video, but I'll just I'll just read it out loud. The, the contrast isn't high enough for me to read it. Okay, I'll just read it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, the point one is user may experience long loading times. <laughs> okay. Two, product may act older than they appear. <laughs> may act older than they appear. Okay. <laughs> Martin is a very has a very uh, strong fatherly personality. He's the he's like the caretaker of our friend group. He likes to take care of us, which is like it's not a bad thing. It's a great it's a great feature. <laughs> But sometimes, uh, you know, <clears throat> he's a little bit old in his way of his thinking. Not old. I'm just more of a realist. I don't know There's about that. Um, for the first one, user may experience long loading times. So we play a lot of games together. And one of Martin's uh, cornerstone features is that when, when there are games that are required to select armor, like equip different things, he likes to meticulously read through from A to Z all the details. I'm just very thorough because I want to min-max properly, okay? There's a difference. Again, this, is, this is tactical thinking, okay? 
uh, has to work with my build. <laughs> I think we when we play Civilization with Martin, I think it takes like half an hour to do one turn. <laughs> and then when Martin's not around, it takes like maybe like 10 minutes tops. Def- that's definitely not true. <laughs> definitely not true. I deny it 100%. And then Martin takes forever to sort his inventory. So your mileage may vary. <laughs> Speaking of your mileage may vary, that's my last point. Okay. Your mileage may vary uh, when it comes to the beer selection AI function. The beer selection AI function. Okay. I still remember that time when we were in, uh, what you call it, in the New Year's party. And then you brought this very questionable rainbow beer that tasted like <laughs> absolute vomit. Okay. It wasn't my pick. It was a recommendation based on some other folks who were there. There's a big difference. I was just, you know, exploring my options. So to my defense, not 100% on me, I just thought I would take the opinion of uh, a couple peers around me at that time. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Martin is a pretty big connoisseur of peers. He likes drinking his beers, <laughs> likes drinking his coffee. I'm not, a bi- I'm not big on alcohol myself. I just, I drink it every so often when I'm with people. Obviously, then that means I haven't drank it in a really long time because... Mm-hmm. We haven't seen people for like almost two years now. Mm-hmm. Is that, can you believe it? It's almost been, is it two years? I'm exaggerating. It's been one year. COVID started in March. Or March. The so we're like, at the time of this filming, we're like beginning of March. So it's been officially one year. Happy one year anniversary of since lockdown began. That's crazy. It is crazy. Crazy. Bonkers. So those are my three kind of warning labels um, for you when I, if, for, if you were a product. I should I should pick some more positive ones next time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but those are pretty okay. okay. They're fun. Like you know, all those are pretty, can be spun in a very positive way. Like you know, it's nice to have variety. You're, you're not basic, and there's nothing wrong with being meticulous. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, so I'll go with my first two for Dan because my third one is kind of similar to one of yours. But anyways, okay, go for it. Uh, first one, handle with care. Handle <laughs> with uh, care. Handle with care, and I say that because there was. And to nobody's fault, because, I mean, not everyone has skied or snowboard before a lot. Uh, <laughs> but I was thinking back to our ski and snowboard trip. I mean, when I was new, I was the same way. So no, not a biggie. But there was one time where we got stuck on the hill for quite some time. Again, nobody's fault. We were new at snowboarding, so we're still trying to get the hang of it. I but was yeah, new. The, you were experienced. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, which is it's different, so it's not fair per se. But right. uh, when I, like when I was new, I was definitely stuck on the hill for just as long as you were. Right. Yeah. Poor Dan was stuck for quite a while. I think we're uh, up there for. I think I went up that hill, down that hill, probably like three times during that day we went. I'll give you a little more credit than that. You went more than three. I want to say three. Three is probably the average. Anyways, yeah, I was stuck for a really long time. I. <laughs> it was not a good time. <clears throat> I really need a like literal like flat earth or like flat <laughs> snow next time we go. But yeah, that's fine. I think that's fine. And then the next one I would have, I think it was a uh, 16 plus, like an age rating of like 16 plus. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think Dan is very, he's more eccentric uh, and in his eccentricity, if that's even a word. Wow. He will say, I don't know, for lack of a better word, eccentric things. Like, he'll have very interesting comments that will come up, and a lot of jokes that end with, I'll show you in a minute, show you. (laughs) It's not exactly 
funny if you don't get it. Like you have to hear him say these jokes in order to get it. So it might not mean a lot to most of you, but they're they're usually associated with like a sexual innuendo, <gasps> which is why I would say like 16 plus rating. Wow. So that's that. And then the last one, I was I was thinking of maybe some kind of sound warning, sound decibel warning. Okay. Because I think Dan is uh definitely well. I wouldn't necessarily go far to say that he's the chatterbox of the group. He's right. not. But he does talk more than others. I do. Uh, so he's one of the more talkative ones. Yeah, it's true. Those, those are uh, my... I would my... actually add a fourth one for yours, relative to sound. Um, so <laughs> vol- volume is very... Um, how would I say this? Not intermittent, but it was very erratic when it comes to Martin. <laughs> <laughs> when he's talking, it's fine. But at the moment, like... The moment he starts gaming, it turns to like he turns into like this angry gorilla. He starts screaming <laughs> into the mic. <laughs> Not screaming. I just get excited. Okay. His volume goes from like if his volume was like say like a three when he's talking, it goes to like a fifteen when he's gaming. <laughs> I always have to adjust Martin's volume when we're like chatting in like in Discord. It's like okay, I'm gonna turn Martin up down to like thirty percent when he's gaming and up to like a hundred when he's not gaming. Anyways, yeah, that's fun. That, that's a funny one. It's, yeah, it's a fun good. game. We I should like do that. another one next time. So today we're going to talk about Marie Kondoing. So Marie Kondo was a Netflix phenomenon, was it? I think it was a Netflix kind of series where yes, it, she yeah, it would. A it's a Japanese. What is even her position? I don't want to She's say like, philosopher because I don't think that's what she is. But she, <laughs> I don't think. So. But she has a philosophy. She has like some sort of technique in terms of like getting a, rid. Like a co- not really a life coach per se, but yeah, something along the lines of a life coach. You know maybe? what? I think life coach is quite accurate in terms of describing her. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. So Marie Kondo is very eccentric in the way she. Well, not eccentric, but she's very procedural in the way she handles clutter and uh, material goods and her philosophy is pretty much how to go about uh, getting rid of your material goods and just kind of make your lifestyle more clean optimized and organized i think that's kind of her ideal and i think nowadays i do find myself in a situation where i'm looking around my room my office and there is a lot of stuff right i'm looking at martin's place it doesn't seem like he has that much stuff but i do find that i do have trouble throwing away items just getting rid of it because it goes back to oh maybe i can still use in the future or oh that's kind of i can probably i probably i might need that later on right so i think as a society i think we are getting more and more and more consumeristic uh we have so many uh, possessions and we just always want the new limited edition whatever's Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know about Martin but I do have I collect a lot of stuff a lot of these toys and figures and you know I don't know what to do with them there's just like giant paperweights on my, on my, on my <laughs> shelf but I can't I can't bring myself to throw anything away it's so hard to do so but I don't so know what to yeah go ahead yeah no 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 so it, I find that very interesting for me because so when I was a kid I used to have a lot of figurines too and then I think that the moment that it kind of changed for me was when we had to move and my mom was like, look, you got all these toys. You clean them up yourself. Because if you want them and you want to bring them over to the new place when we're moving, you got to do it yourself. Mm. And holy shit. <laughs> it, took, it was an effort to like pack everything up. And because, you know those Gundam models? Yeah, yeah. 
you spend a lot of time building them and there's a lot of intricate small like plastic pieces yes. and these plastic pieces aren't really durable like you can just snap them and have or yeah. dent them really easily yeah so i'm trying to be very careful and taking it apart and putting it in their boxes and it took me so long to do it and i'm just like man i don't know if i can do this again oh, <laughs> so man. at that point i kind of so they're still packed <laughs> i haven't unpacked them because i can't i, I don't want to do this again it took so long so much effort and I think, yeah, there was a point where I kind of shifted towards a more minimalist. Yeah. Because I, yeah, after thinking about my, the way I, I don't know, I live my life and the way I organize my room and my space. Yeah. Not a fan of too much clutter. I yeah. prefer keeping only things that I need. And so I, I became much more conscious after that. But in video games, just to tie back to our earlier game, Dan's kind of right. I do hoard in video games. I'm the guy who will not use health potions until absolutely necessary. And that's usually when like it's a boss fight or something. So I'll have like stacks upon stacks of like health potions or whatever, um, or even items that buff your characters, for example, or items that remove debuffs. I'm like, no, if I can just tank it, I don't want to, I don't want to waste these items until I absolutely <laughs> need it. So if you look at my inventory space, I usually hoard tons and tons of shit yeah. to the point where, yeah, it does take a little bit more time to manage. So it's interesting that I'm like, opposite between games real life yeah i'm the same as well like as much as i have stuff in real life and a lot of this is our much relics of my childhood right all these books toys and figurines it's like you know you don't you can't bring stuff to throw them away but they're just kind of sitting there for since time but i think you're right in the end right when our digital selves are the habits are so different from our like like real life physical selves relative to space management Right, I'm just looking at my Google Drive, and like, there's it's it's like a hurricane in there. It's just like, <laughs> you know, like you know, in Harry Potter's like Gringotts like vault, and there's just like chalices, like coins, yeah. stuff everywhere galore in a vault. That's like my my Gringotts is pretty much my Google Drive. It's just like <laughs> you get, there's like a little bit of everything in there. It really is like a go- giant goblin trove, and you know, it takes it's a pain in the ass to try to sort everything out. Right. File, but once you do the file management, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, file management is hard. But like once you do it, it's <laughs> it's so much better. You know what's going to optimize your speed in terms of finding things. But oh yeah, it's like one of those things that you gotta. But you gotta start early, right? Right. Because as as you build more and more files, right, it gets harder and harder to manage. Because then you're like, okay, well, where does this one go? And it just you just fall into this trap and this pattern of like this takes too much work. Not gonna do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, at one point, will I get rid of all the manga and all the things I collected over the years? Like, I have, like, you know you know what Shonen Jumps are? They're, like, these thick manga yep. books that, uh, I don't think you sell them in North America anymore, but I have, like, a whole collection of them. Mm-hmm. And I bought them, like, almost religiously when I was a kid, <laughs> like, per month. It was bought, they were yep. bought religiously. So I'm, like, at one point, do I just recycle all these or do I keep them around for, like, sell later on, you know, if they're worth anything? Nah, bro. You donate them, if anything. Like, if you're going to toss them out, you might as well donate them, you know? Yeah, I haven't decided yet, but they've literally just been sitting there. And, like, there's always, there's always that thought of, maybe I'll go back and read them again, which I know is very unlikely. It's... I, I had that thought, too. That's <laughs> that's most of these books. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah? Yeah. Um, but now I keep them more as, like, a, a talking piece or... Or like not really a talking piece per se, but just just furniture to populate your room, so it looks like your room has more personality. Yeah, I also think uh, it's like a nice memento to have, right? I th- mm-hmm. Like I grew up. Part of me was that I had a lot of trouble making friends uh, when I was younger, and part of what 
I think I talked about how I vivid dream a lot in, pre- in previous in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is just reading a lot of these books, right? I have a whole bunch of series from like different like fantasy sci-fi. These stem back from my early teenage years, and I think it really helps help build build my uh, sense of fantasy creativity. And just like you know, it just helps build my uh, character. Right. And I don't know, just every time I look at these books, I it brings me back to a time where it's like, oh, yeah, I remember reading that. I remember parts of the story. Mm. And good times. But these times, unfortunately, take up a lot of space. And I'm just thinking, like, in the future, like, when you start a family or if I start a family, you know, like, where are these things going to go? Am I actually going to toss them out? And, like, if you have a family and you say you raise a little one, you know, that's more space that's going to add on to this collection. Is this going to become a vintage kind of collection or is it going to, you know, like what's going to happen to it? So it's just things that I don't typically think about, but talking about this topic, it made me kind of think, you know, what's the future going to look like in these scenarios for my stuff? And of course, your stuff isn't in your room anymore. Where is your stuff? In the basement? It's in a box in the basement. <laughs> uh, like, for example, like I played with Yu-Gi-Oh cards and Magic cards back then. I don't have the heart to throw them out. And parents are like, you don't even play with them anymore. Like, yeah. You might as well throw them out. Yo, Yu-Gi-Oh I'm cards like, and Pokemon cards are like hot right now. Yeah, like, I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Martin, right? I'm not throwing them out. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, no, don't throw them out. Cash them in. <laughs> I don't have any rare ones, though. doesn't matter. I'm, I'm fairly sure like you can get like five cents for a common card. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually curious now. Like if I went and tried to sell off all my Pokemon cards, all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards, all my Magic cards. So let's How say much you, would they be worth? Let's say you collect all you can you can price check all, each card online, right? Just like label them. But if you can like if you're wow. lazy to do it, just sell them a tub for like say here's a tub of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I'll sell it to you for fifty bucks. I guarantee you someone's gonna buy it. But that's the issue, right? Th- that's kind of the unoptimized mentality. If I'm gonna sell it, I'm gonna do it right. So I'm gonna have to do my research and figure out what's the right price for all the cards so I can get the most bang for my buck. Yeah, it's true. Otherwise, I mean, yes, I could go the lazy route and be like, okay, this is like $25 or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's going to buy them. And what if I find out later that it's actually worth like 50 bucks? Then I'd feel dumb. And I'll be like, oh, fuck. I think that's a, that's a FOMO mentality though, right? You just, it's a fear of missing out. And I don't know, like, you <laughs> when know. When it comes to money, it's money. <laughs> it is, but it's like money you could, uh, let's say, yes, perhaps a card in there has potential to be worth $50 in like 10 years. Right, the fifty dollars, the money you 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 make selling this tub of cards could be invested in other things, right? Right now, so well, we think about FOMO. We think about you know what could have been, but you know if you just kind of stay in the now in terms of living, uh, right now, then I don't think you have to worry about FOMO. And I think a lot of people get really angry to play stock market is because oh I could have made this much money. Well, did you still make money or do you lose X amount of money right now? It's like, well, if you already made a plus, that's still an earning. You didn't lose anything. I, I don't know. I don't. I think playing with FOMO is just a lot of mental stress, and I'm not really a big fan of that. It's it's a psychology thing, right? Like, it really is. I I should look into it. It's interesting though. Yeah, but minimalism has been on the rise as of late, right? Going back to our previous Marie Kondo kind of topic, um, I don't think minimalism was as popular when we were teenagers. I think it has been. Yeah, it's, it has. It was non-existent. It was just like hoard until like it was almost like depression times. You know, it's like hoard everything just in case, right? That yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. deficiency mentality. 
phones, iPods, everyone always has the latest iPod since the first chunky old thing was released, right? I think that's the only thing, like, those are one of the few things that has not trended with the whole minimalist kind of movement. Like, those, because, I think it's partly because it's so essential, right? Having the phone, the laptop, the computer, it's just stuff you use every day that it doesn't really fall into the whole minimalistic kind of trap. And, and I'm not sure if calling it a trap is really accurate, but what do you think, though? Like, minimalism, I certainly like minimalism. I also like the idea of just having stuff available. I can pull it out anytime I want. But do you think it's the way to go for the future, even for younger folks? Again, just thinking back to the earlier game, I, I don't want to sound like the old guy, so to speak. You are old guy. Definitely not. But yeah, I think minimalism is definitely the way to go, especially for the younger folks nowadays who are... Uh, exposed to so much more consumerism mm-hmm. and that kind of culture. So by exposed to it, it's like they're almost born into it, right? They're already born into like everyone having an iPad, everyone having the latest phone. They're born into a a marketing kind of culture where every year there's a new there's a new phone, whether it's a new iPhone or a new Samsung phone, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you gotta have the latest shit. And trends come and go so quickly. Like the turnover rate is so high that. Yeah. People always need to keep buying, 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 getting, 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 and and yeah, and it just it just leads to hoarding of so much stuff, mm-hmm. and the these marketing departments is tricking you out of your money, and yeah, sure, you get little squirts in your brain of dopamine or whatever, yeah. like yeah, look, I have the latest thing, I'm so happy, but are you really? Because a lot of psychological studies show that it's only very temporary, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very temporary. So sure, in the moment. You can enjoy your new, I don't know, blank thing, X thing. But yeah, but at the end of the day, it just ends up being a waste. And you just, all that money is just gone compared yeah. to if you say invested it and whatever. Now, we're all human and we all have our vices. Like I'm, I'm not going to pretend and preach like I don't. Mm-hmm. I definitely do. But yeah, like, do we want to look at a flaw within ourselves or within society as a whole and just accept it? Because, so that's, that's not okay to me. I don't think anybody, any single person on this planet and us society as a whole, we shouldn't look at flaws and just accept it. I guess it, I'm a bit of a perfectionist in that sense. I think, and not to contradict myself, I think there are flaws that are quote unquote more acceptable, it's like things beyond our control. If they're beyond our control, then, you know, by definition, we cannot control it. So that's okay. So we can learn to accept those. But if it's something within our control, when I try to fix it, right? Why not try to be better? But Look is, at the environment, right? But is minimalism be better? better, right? Is like having, is less truly... I would argue yes. And just because when I kind of look at minimalism, I contrast it to consumerism. And I definitely know that consumerism has a ton of flaws. Like that I talked about before, just throwing away all your money towards all these things that you might not end up needing. Uh, looking for external gratification right developing this mindset where i need to be the only way i need i can be happy is if i buy these things and take part in these trends right mm. instead of looking of other ways to filling yourself like you know setting goals personal goals for yourself and achieving those yeah. improving life skills or giving back to the community in some way right i think these things all these things are better ways of finding self-fulfillment and satisfaction mm-hmm. than just buy 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 Let's let's kind of move away from trends for a moment, and let's talk about <clears throat> in terms of hoarding in a different sense, right? When we talk about kind of just when we talk about hoarding and just buying 
the latest stuff and like disregarding minimalism. I think we're focusing on just having the newest and the best, right? The latest. That's fair. I think I agree with you a lot of your points, right? I don't mind having a, like a previous generation kind of device, but I want to shift the conversation a little bit in terms of what about generic kind of hoarding? Or what if you want to purchase something for memory, right? Uh, when I travel somewhere, it's like, oh, I would want to collect... My thing is collecting mugs. I collect mugs from all over. And I typically go for the Starbucks like collection in terms of the location. Uh, has a design on a cup, right? Uh, but the more memories you collect, the more the trinkets, whatnot, you gather. But they're meant for memory keepsake or souvenir, right? It's interesting the the semantics of the word or the roots of the word. It actually means to remember to remember in French, so it's kind of interesting. Souvenir. Yeah, it oh, means to remember. It's a it's a verb. So I'm like, you know, there's hoarding in that sense, just like for the sake of keeping memories. But obviously, you have so many memories in your lifetime. Is it valid to buy? Uh, souvenirs, like just collect stuff over time to keep memories because, you know, as we know, we our memories tend to fade as we get older. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, and I think to a sense, yeah, I don't I don't think there's a problem keeping physical souvenirs, but nowadays it's much easier to just keep it on a CA in a photograph form format. Yeah, like or, a, pic- a picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think there's a lot more, there's many options today than where to pass, but at the same time, it's like that whole fear of digital space, right? You don't know when and if it's going to be wiped off the net. For some reason, <clears throat> I don't think it's ever. It's it's growing too big. I don't think we can go back. I don't think it <laughs> wiped off the net. We never know, right? What if you're hosting on say Google Drive and it's like, oh, there it goes, or you put it on your own hard drive, not even on the internet, right? And it goes kaput for some reason and it's gone. True, but there are ways to back it up. Yeah. So, yeah. Dick, do you typically buy souvenirs when you're when you go on vacation or when you go places? That's actually a good question because when I was younger, I did. So mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm talking, I'm talking like maybe like early high school or late elementary school. So think like, I don't know, grade seven, eight, nine. So maybe like what, 13 years old ish. Mm-hmm. Like I went to Disney world. I would be like, yeah, I want, I want something cool or some, some toy or something from each of like the, the kingdoms within Disney world. Or if we went to Hong Kong, I remember, I remember there's these like these comics, these like manga or whatever. And if you buy like the special edition of the manga, it'll come with like a little toy. And that specific manga had like a character with like different swords. So each book came with like a little metal sword that are like, that's like about this big. Whoa. And I'm like, Oh, it's so cool. So I went to buy all of them and just get a collection of little swords that end up like, you don't do anything with. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, my parents didn't let me. So I only got one mm. much to my, to my dismay. But yeah, so I, I did when I was younger. I think as I got older, this, again, this kind of like consumerism versus minimalism idea, I became more attached to it and I thought about it a lot more and I I ended up not. So I, I don't anymore. I try to live more in the moment, so to speak. And, and maybe if I want memories, then I would uh, maybe take a picture. Although that's a lie because I don't take pictures either, <laughs> but rather I would get my friends to take pictures. <laughs> Just, you remember the times when it's I like just remember those. You remember, like you, <clears throat> you know those times. Just like it's, it's less so for us, our groups, anyways nowadays. But like it used to be like, oh, let's let's get to that for a group. Someone's gonna take a photo for us. Okay, thanks. Oh, by the way, can you take it with my phone and my phone and my phone and my phone and my phone? <laughs> before selfies, this is a culture before sel- selfies. And yes, that, I do remember that. Right, it was hilarious. Also very annoying for like the person. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, 
I don't think we take as many photos, but definitely some people in our group that we hang out with, they take mm. tons of photos. I think photos are great. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to spend 15 minutes taking the same photograph. Yeah. You know? But I think photographs do last longer. Take a picture, it does last longer. I think that saying has, like, a lot of validity. You know? Yes. You don't need a material good. I find that... I try to be a little bit more functional with my souvenirs. That's why I buy cups. Cups I can always use. Mm-hmm. And like if they break, it's like, okay, well, time to move on to the next one. You know, it's not a big deal. <laughs> but I do tend to buy more functional souvenirs these days, like things I can definitely put to use. Put to use. Okay, so let's talk about, when we talk about hoarding, let's talk about just like house supplies. In, I don't know about your household, <laughs> but in my household, we have like a mountain of toilet paper. Even before the whole like <laughs> craze where people were... I don't know, like alien hunting, those like, <laughs> they were just pit, like tracking toilet paper. Right. Um, I always ask folks, do we really need this much of XYZ, whether it's toilet paper, whether it's like bounty towels or canned goods in the basement? Do we really need this much? And then, you know, pandemic hit. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe it wasn't such a bad idea because we don't have these problems now. So in some ways, co- like <clears throat> hoarding, was really handy there, right? In those situations where, you know, if there was an emergency, it was handy. But that wouldn't really fly with a whole minimalistic kind of approach, right? Mm-hmm. I think, so I think this hoarding, okay, so sorry. As a sidebar, uh, I love how you said bounty towels. because And this could turn into a whole sidebar topic. But yeah. when you say bounty towels, you mean paper towels, right? Yes, yes. But it's, it's, I'm laughing because you're not the first person I heard say bounty towels. And I made fun of that guy so much. The first time he said bounty towels, I'm like, who the hell calls some bounty towels? You mean paper towels? People say like, Q-tips what? too. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> like bounty towels? Anyways, uh, ram- random sidebar talk. That's a whole um, like whole branding thing we can go deep dive into yeah. next time. But anyways, maybe, go on. For another time. I think the hoarding mentality, and maybe it's because we're both Asian, like East Asian. Yeah. But it comes from that, the concept of, of frugality or being frugal. And what I really mean is making use of sales. I think especially Asian moms, uh, they're taught from, from very young age, from their mom and, and their mother's mother and so on, that making use of sales is very, very important because they were poor back then, right? They weren't very wealthy. And so whenever there's a sale on whatever good, whether it's a food, uh, whether it's at, like at a grocery store or whether it's just something like toilet paper, make use of the sale, buy more so that when it becomes expensive, because we don't have a lot of money, then we have some. Uh, so save for like the rainy days kind of thing. So from that kind of mentality, we've progressed toward today where we're not as worse off as we were before. My parents are definitely living better and I'm living better than my parents did when they were my age. Mm-hmm. Right? They were a lot uh, less fortunate. And so this, <laughs> this is how we have hordes of... So for my household, it's tissue paper, also toilet paper, uh, but also shampoo and conditioner. Uh, from Shoppers Drug Mart because they have a lot of sales. And my, yeah. my mom especially has like all these <clears throat> point cards that she always uses to get the, the yeah. shampoo. So we have tons of shampoo. Is it a good thing? I think we lucked out, and again, because of the pandemic. But I mean, I hate to say it, but there are benefits. Yeah. And we're, we're not hoarding to the point where we're taking it all and no one has any left, right? It's not like It's not like the rest of... Our town is starving for shampoo just right. because we bought all the shampoo. That's not the case, right? And so we're never out of shampoo, which is kind of nice, right? Like we're, 
whenever I'm out, I just go to like a random cabinet in the house, and lo and behold, there's always something there that could be like, oh, okay, next bottle of shampoo. <laughs> uh, you and- never you never change up your shampoos. No, no, so that's the other thing. My mom, my mom buys whatever that's on sale. Oh, and okay. then that kind of mentality passed on to me. Okay. So, in that sense, I always change them up because sometimes there's one brand that's not on sale, and there's another brand that is on sale. Do you have so preferred like, brands though? I do, but I'm not married to them. Oh, like yeah. if when I say I prefer them, it's only just a little bit more. Okay. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, I think the whole, I think hoarding and like just having a lot of stuff has its benefits but overall i think i guess i think we can agree that if it's a non-essential item generally speaking hoarding is probably not the way to go and i do find myself that i'm buying less and less and less these days uh, in terms of things like for games entertainment i do purchase stuff because i do use them but like for more display-esque kind of items Mm -hmm. um like kind of a vanity kind of shelving area item I definitely buy less. If you know, you know, you can't see this behind me, but there's a shelf where it's already full of stuff, mm. and there's probably lots of stuff in my basement as well. But definitely that. I kind of want to deep dive a little bit back to the whole FOMO scenario, right? There's always these limited trends that we see, um, uh, especially food trends. Less so these days, but especially when the market was hot pre-COVID, everyone was out. There were a lot of different trends coming out in terms of food. And some of these are a little bit more bizarre than others. Uh, some some are good, some are hits, some are misses. But some that come to mind, and some of the some of the ones that come to mind include, you know, sushi burritos, poke bowls. I've had noodles in a bubble tea. That's weird. <laughs> okay, I'm, here's I'm the thing. I did right not. Now. That's weird, bro. I didn't like it at first. The first <laughs> time I had it, it was not. It was not like that. Was not it. Um, but I had How it a second it, time. You can go up the straw, like. Yeah, you have to aim it so perfectly to it, get a good. <laughs> it's not like it's when I'm saying like noodles, like it's a crystal vermicelli. It's like gelatin noodles. That's even less. That takes the the pleasure away of eating noodles. <laughs> well, it's not. Well, you're not eating it. You're just kind of slurping. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a jelly, except more cylindrical. <laughs> that, that, that's like that's gonna be a hard pass for me. Right, we're seeing different food trends: poke bowls, liquid nitrogen ice cream, froyo, froyo, etc. And, you know, people always line up for these things, right? If there's like, a, I, think, I think there's a whole new chicken place that opened up downtown Toronto or around there anyways. Um, What's it called? I forget what it's called, but, you know, one one place I do remember like from last year or two years ago was, what's that Filipino chicken place called? Jollibee? Jollibee's. There was like <laughs> lineup for days, for days outside Jollibee's. And like, and like you people wait three hours for chicken. And like it's crazy. It's like this. It's it's like FOMO. It's like everyone has to have it. Have we tried though? It's pretty. No, good. I haven't had it. Like, tell me. Like, give it. Give it a rating. Review out of ten. We're not sponsored, but give it a review out of ten. I'm just thinking about the last time I had Jollibee. So actually, believe it or not, the last time I had Jollibee was not the chicken because they actually. I would say as a fast food place, it is pretty good. I do enjoy it. Um, their chicken, I think I would give. Oh, I'm just trying to think back. I think I would give it like maybe an eight out of ten. Really? Okay. How would you how would you rate Jollibee's chicken to like KFC and like uh, Popeyes? KFC's trash <sighs> now. So it's just KFC is bad. So it, D- Jollibee definitely outclasses KFC. Between Popeyes and Jollibee, I think I like them. I like them both, but for different reasons. It's like, it's like apples and oranges, mm-hmm. even though they're both fried chicken. Mm-hmm. I like the spice, and to be fair, I haven't tried all the different kinds of chicken in Jollibee. I've only had it like a couple times, but. I like the spicy Popeyes. I have not tried the spicy Jollibee. 
between the regular Popeyes and regular Jollibee, I might take the regular Jollibee. Hmm. I if again just based on memory because it's been a while since I had it, but I feel like the Popeyes chicken was a little bit more juicy, but the Jollibee had a more richer flavor. It was more more stronger in flavor. Mm. Um, but the but Jollibee also has like their yum burger, which is like a burger, and I, I don't know how to explain it until you try it. But it, it does it is different from like a McDonald's burger. Um, it is pretty good. They also have their spaghetti, which is pretty good. And they have their peach mango pie. So think McDonald's apple pie, but like a peach mango flavor, which is pretty good. And they have pineapple juice. So as like a fast food place, I think Jollibee is pretty good. Actually, mm-hmm. I feel like, because um, the last time I had it, I mean, was maybe a few months ago. So it was still during COVID. Lines were still pretty long, man. Yes. Like, I wow. think <clears throat> I went, we were there for like, waited for a good like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So like, it's like places like these, and then there's nothing wrong with it. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're great. I've had it, so I can't comment on it. But you know, there's always places that co- are coming up with different gimmicks. I, I always call them gimmicks. My my one of my friends are, gets annoyed with me when I call them gimmicks. Like he's a fan of the whole noodle and bubble tea thing. No, that's a gimmick. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Dan's friend. No, that's it's bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's you should try it. Maybe you'll like it. <laughs> Based on your description, I don't want to try it. Try it. Maybe you'll enjoy it. Who knows? Right. Maybe. I don't know. I, I yeah. it's just like these like more exotic things, and people are getting more and more. Uh, they're trying more of these things to try to make their brand stand out among the the sea of like different uh, places selling similar things. And, you know, and I'm just looking at a friends group, and they fall for it. You know, and it's like, oh yeah, we have to try this new thing. Oh my god, it's new. Oh, this event's going on. We have to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it works. This this whole consumerism thing that we kind of continuing on from earlier, it, it works, right? If you if you if you slap on limited edition, or you know like a cha cha time, one of my go to is like oh sakura, uh, sakura drinks like everything's pink. I remember that during the season where everything is like oh look we have uh, sakura flowers, sakura flavored things. Yeah. But like okay, let's be honest. What does sakura even taste like it's a freaking flower okay it doesn't have any flavor okay maybe it's fragrant martin gosh what a hater no it's true (laughs) it's true but have you have you eaten a sakura flower what does it taste like (laughs) off a tree and ate it no they don't taste like shit it's just a flavor i we did try a sakura flavored dessert i don't remember which which time i think it was at one of the all you can eat sushis or something and then even end up tasting like shit it just looks pretty it's a big waste (laughs) that's the thing with a lot of these like trendier places right like, yeah. it really is hit or miss. Some of them actually taste adequate. A lot of times they don't taste like anything good, but they're more for your Instagram or your oh, Snapchat the Instagram, or, yeah. or Facebook or whatever you use. I've actually pulled myself off of Instagram for a little while now. I don't regret it. I've been so much less time on there. Well, because I'm not on there. But I did find that I did spend a lot of time uh, on Instagram. But yeah, it goes back. It goes back to the whole like you know consumers culture, right? Where we're just consuming all this new, all this limited, all these trendy, and you don't want to be the one that doesn't have content on the Instagram page, right? And yep. I think part of this is driven by the whole influencer kind of phenomenon that's kind of yep. spiked recently, right? In order to be an influencer, you have to have consistent content on your streams, and part of that is participating in the limited participating in the new the trending the exotic and i you know that's a lot of concerns for like implications right because this is really is a pay-to-play kind of scenario you can't 
participate if you can't pay for these things or build up a following and maybe afterwards you get everything for free but until then it's kind of like it really is pay to play yep and that has a lot of other implications too right environmental throwing things out which brings me back to whole like Marie Kondo too right her philosophy as much as it's like it's great to minimize everything her philosophy to me in a nutshell is thank the thing you don't want and throw it away right so for for those of our listeners who don't know what Marie Kondo is for and you've been living under like a rock. Dan, please give us the quick rundown of what is her key catchphrase. Oh, yes. What was it again? Let me see. Bro, that's, you're that's, supposed to be the, the, the expert here. Shh, I'm going to crop this out. I'm going to crop this out. Does it spark joy is her Does catchphrase. Exactly. Does it spark joy? So you look at an item. If it, makes you, if it makes you happy, you keep it. If it doesn't make you happy, you toss it out. And that's the thing, though. It's just, like, her philosophy is just... It's great for getting rid of stuff, but at the same time, like, it's not repurposing anything. It's literally, you don't like it? Throw it out. Is it useful? No? Throw it out. Uh, Does it have a good memory? Sure. But throw it out afterwards you don't... If it's taking up space, right? Her whole philosophy is really wasteful in many ways, right? It's not upcycling anything. It's not recycling anything. Recycling is a whole different story. There's a whole, like, thing we can go into about that. Mm. But, yeah, it just... we're this consumer's culture, this minimalism culture that we're like building up, all of it is just overall really wasteful. And I have like really big concerns of like what's the next biggest thing that's going to come up and it is going to be equally or worse than the trends right now. I think, I think the idea is to, so no, I so I would agree. First of all, I think it's because we're already in the state that it does seem wasteful, but I think on the flip side, if, we start to maybe adopt this kind of mentality of not even picking up on or trying to avoid the FOMO and not even picking up the latest thing in the first place, then we don't have a lot of things to throw because everything we do want is the thing that we find is valuable or brings us happiness. And so we end up having a smaller, tighter collection of things, but each of those have a lot more value. And I think that's just like the, the idea behind the culture in, in the long run. You're more organized, you waste less money, and you end up being, I guess, less wasteful because mm-hmm. you don't even bother buying new things and then having it be useless and then needing to throw it out. You just keep whatever you have now that's all super high impact or high value things. Yeah. I, I just don't know. Like this whole FOMO consumer society has like, created jobs for people right scalpers right buy all the ps5s all nintendo switches and then sell it for like exorbitant markup the record i don't endorse scalpers because right now (laughs) i think the the amount of ps5s that actually exist on the market for people who actually want to get them is like incredibly small (laughs) it's being dominated by a few few scalpers who buy like hundreds of those and they just keep selling yeah but they're successful right that's the thing like it, they're successful in doing these like really shitty market tactics. Yeah, but right? but selfish. <laughs> yeah, it is selfish, right? So I don't know. It's scary to see the direction we're moving, but I just wonder: is it something that is, as a society, do we need to correct it, or is it fine as it is in the direction we're going? Again, not to be the the old guy, but yeah, I do think it it would be good if there was correction in. And I, I am thinking ideally right now from, from that perspective. But yeah, if we all try to be a little bit more minimalistic in our, in our lives, 
waste less money, buy fewer things, thus producing less garbage, right? Our environment would be a benefit, right? We'd have less garbage out uh, in, in the landfills and so on. We would have more money that we can save for in the future uh, because, you know, saving for retirement is, is a big thing. And I think we'll always will be. And yeah, that, that kind of mentality to be less wasteful, I think will generally be a good thing in the long run. Might not be good for business and the economy because we're not buying everything in sight, but I think it will be a better, a better way to live, a more, a more organized and less wasteful way to live. And not necessarily to go on to further tangents, but I think consumerism is also indirectly tied to a lot of things like I earlier mentioned uh, being selfish and to expand off that uh, being shallow the idea of shallow people, right? I think all of this ties back to consumerism and thus could be tied back to FOMO. Yeah, They're all, uh, whether directly or indirectly, related to each other. Mm-hmm. I also think that, the, if anything, this coronavirus, this whole pandemic has shown us how fragile our economy is, right? As soon as people stop buying things, they aren't going out, they aren't spending money. I mean, that's how the economy works. You have to spend money to, you know, keep things going, mm-hmm. but everything just shut down, you know, like there, there was no contingency in place, right? We're not thinking about the what ifs. We're not thinking about uh, being minimalist and saving and keeping more resources around. We're just thinking about what makes me happy now. Right? And a lot of people are suffering right now because they aren't able to afford all the, all like even essentials. I mean, it's not necessarily their fault, but for some folks, certainly, you know, r- rampant spending does lead to some of these issues, right? Can't speak for you every spend. single situation, but yep. certainly for some folks, lack of saving, not being more mindful of minimalism and uh, just like thinking about, or not minimalism per se, but more economic, to, like raise a lot of issues. I don't know. I don't know how we can address this in the future, right? Is it, can you adjust it? I'm looking at children today, right? They're all glued to their phones. It's social media is like the only thing they care about. And I don't know. I mean, that's the only thing they can be right now considering pandemic, but still, it's a very scary future. I I agree 100%. I think it's like I was talking from an ideal perspective just now, but if you ask me what's realistic or practical, I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm struggling as well because... I think we've gone so far down this rabbit hole. I don't know if we can go back. Mm. I don't know if there is a way to go back. I think it'd be great the idea of, you know, Mary condoing as like maybe like a, a way to kind of slow down the rate of, of consumerism. But I think that's all it is. It slows it down. I don't know if we can stop it. I'm not that optimistic. Yeah, um, me neither. I wish I wish there is a method. I wish someone smarter than me can tell me, "Nah, Martin, you're wrong," and give me like the game plan of how we can do this. I'd be all on board, but I I don't think it exists. I think so much of our economy and our culture is so dependent on it that, as you pointed out, we start to crumble when we don't have these things anymore. Yeah, and we're not really good at recovering from that, right? Yeah, uh, right now we're still struggling with it, so. Is there a way? Like, please, if someone has an idea, let me know. I'd be happy to listen. I can't think of anything at the moment short of like a huge catastrophe where like a whole, I don't know, huge chunks of the the economy is screwed over. And so we can't produce things. Anymore. I don't know. I don't know either. But overall, uh, I think as we move forward in life, I think I'm definitely going to be way more minimalistic. I'm not sure I'm going to get rid of a lot of these resources. 
We'll see. Yeah. Like a lot of books I want to retain, and I don't know if I'm just if I can just digitize them all. Just call it a day. See, see, that's the thing. I I had that same thought with like my book collection, and beyond that, just like I remember in high school, there was a period where I'm like, I remember seeing all these shows, whether they were either anime shows or cartoon shows or even live action shows, where you see people with really cool rooms, right, and they deck it out with things that kind of like. Are part of their personality, whether it's like games or movies or whatever. I'm like, that's so cool. I want to do that. But then when I think about spending money on all these posters and all these things, I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. So I, at one on one side, I do. I remember like back in undergrad, I went to most of. They always have like a poster sale at some point during the year. Yeah. Uh, because this company goes to all the universities and they all sell the same posters. I'm like, oh, cool, poster here, poster there. Oh, I really like that movie, the Dark Knight movie. I'm going to get a poster about that. And then I, I end up having a lot of posters, but I didn't even stick them all up because, and as you can see my wall now, I don't have any stuck up. Is it because the posters were ripped and we threw them out? No, but it's just because I never had the heart to like stick them back up because when, when am I going to take them down again? And I just have so many. So yeah, it's it's sad for me. I had a huge poster phase. My old, when before I moved, that my whole, all my wall, my whole like, there, there was no real estate on my wall. It was just posters galore. But <laughs> nowadays, it's just like, yeah, I just bare wall and, and it's okay. I don't need posters. I don't know. I feel like posters are such a very teenager kind of trend, right? It's a, it's a great idea in concept. You'll be happy with it for the first week and then afterwards it loses its uh, novelty. I think it goes with anything, right? The whole consumerist culture is like, oh, yeah, yep. ha- happy for now and then long term. So I think overall, the takeaway today is that as we work on ourselves, we're going to try focusing less on the now and kind of more planning for the future and what that could look like for us. Food, food for thought, food for thought. For but sure. anyways, uh, I think that's a great way to end off our podcast for today. We went on like 20 different tangents today, but <laughs> all good conversation, all good conversation. For sure. Marie Kondoing, uh, throwing everything out isn't necessarily bad. Minimalist culture is probably the way to go from here on out for people. You know, the, it has its own issues, but minimalism is probably the way to go uh, considering the world right now and how nomadic we are as a society, right? Where we have to consistently move. But yeah, I think as a society, I think we should definitely not buy into the whole consumerist kind of. FOMO uh, and trending trends, etc. Like just, guys, just slow down, take a minute, and just think about it. Uh, yeah. I think as a general rule of thumb, the way I like to think about things is not looking into the future and imagining if you would want to use it or want to have it. Rather, think the past. Use mm-hmm. your past behavior as an example, because behaviors don't lie as much as you trying to fool yourself into something. So, say in the past year, did you ever? switch cups did you ever switch mugs to a different starbucks mug if not then dan maybe next time you shouldn't get that starbucks mug no i'm still gonna get the starbucks mug (laughs) how many times have you actually switched your mug in the past year all the time all the time (laughs) anyways folks this has been another podcast with down to chat and thanks for joining us give us a subscribe or follow wherever you listen to this podcast and uh, we will see you next time see you everyone Bye, guys.